listening to the Lone Star Voice podcast. My name is Jamin Spudell. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at LSV Online. Again, that was at LSV Online. And a simple search on Facebook should land you uh, on Lone Star Voice homepage. So, we're going to go now to part two of my interview with the Mom Caucus. Hope you enjoy. I did. Um, so I'm going to move along. What do y'all? Uh, what's y'all's take on the special session so far? I know. I mean, well, there's been some bills passed. So just tell me, give me your two cents. What do y'all think? Is it, how do you think things are going? And after that, what do you think about the governor? He kind of took a strong stance uh, right before the session. What do you think brought that on? My quick two cents on how the session's going. Um, I posted something on Facebook last week. If you're watching the Senate, um, have on your running shoes. And if you're watching the House, bring a good book. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> the Senate, I believe, as of yesterday, they were they were going to have all bills passed out. Yeah, they were trying to get everything passed um, by the end of this week out of the Senate. That was that was the goal. And whereas not the same goal in the house. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure they'll give a reason why, but I think yesterday, was it yesterday after we had 22 minutes and they tried to object or have a, uh, so there's definitely a bit of a, a bit of, it's just, there seems to be a lot of the numbers in the house, not all of them, but a lot of the numbers in the house, especially the house leadership, seems to be very disconnected mm-hmm. from the rest of the Republican Party in the state of Texas and from the rest of the conservative agenda in the state of Texas. Um, there just seems to be a huge a huge disconnect with what the majority of the people want. Mm-hmm. And that was very troubling and very disconcerting um, that, that they that the Republican leadership in the House would not even, you know, be in agreement with their own Republican governor and lieutenant governor and Senate. And so, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so that's very concerning, um, and that is something voters need to be taking notice of. Right. It's it, 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 somebody asked me um, uh, if I would work to get rid of someone if they didn't vote the privacy bill, and I said, well, no, uh, typically you don't go after someone for one piece of legislation. Um, life issues sometimes can be a little more um, touchy, especially if they run as a conservative and are pro-life, but unless, when you start to become an obstructionist, and if it's something that is what, a pattern, especially like the religious liberty area or the life area or a combination, you know what, you no longer represent conservative values, and so you should not be shocked or angry or bothered because you chose to not listen to the people that put you in office, but so you know what? We are going to see if we can find somebody or hopefully there's somebody that raises up and runs against you. Um, so I, I find it interesting when, when some of these folks uh, say one thing and go do another and then are so put out by the fact that somebody dare to challenge them. Um, you're in politics. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a lot to chew on because um, if you didn't know, any, if you 
we're not in the know and you're not following everything, um, you would think that the uh, the capital is a mess because the only thing that seems to come out are either fights or bathroom bill or you know it, it just seems it always seems like it's a negative and and I, I know the the house has issues and and everything but it's a uh, it's important to put shine a light on it okay what what's going on why is there such a creeping call to the house right now and before even in the regular session so it is that is hard well, to, know, it's hard to watch <laughs> it is and you know Timmy and I were just talking last night and we were, what is the speaker's role? And, and there's two sides. We have said all along, you know, it's not just the speaker because he's got people that when he was doing nothing were aiding and abetting him very easily. Um, state of Affairs, just take a look there. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the calendars. I think all session, did the, any of the Freedom Caucus or your real strong conservatives get one bill on the regular calendar? Um, but what is his job? And as a, as a voter or as a conservative, I don't. I want to see the healthy debate on a bill. And if, it, if, if there's a bill I support and it doesn't make it through all the steps because there was good debate and then the committee, we just weren't able to bring the, the news or the, 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 the whatever to support that bill. So this whole, we're just not going to follow the rules. We're going to just send it don't know so much yeah. testimony um uh, i guess it was saturday um the one thing that i don't think it's being shed enough light on on this issue with the bathroom bill is um privacy i mean Mm -hmm. i don't (laughs) i couldn't imagine in high school or junior high um going to football practice and when we're done i go hit the showers and there's a, a, a female in there because if I did, I would freak out. And I'm talking about 17-year-old Jamin here, okay, mm-hmm. or 14 or 13-year-old Jamin. And that is um, if I see a female in a bathroom in a school, um, I immediately get the heck out of there. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because no, of, it, yeah. it's, it's not a, uh, a legal thing. It's a privacy thing, and it's, uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm in the wrong bathroom or something. And and it, it almost seems like common sense has been thrown out the door. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting you're saying that. Um, yeah, it was like we had this light bulb moment of we keep 
We've been fighting this based on our concern for, and, and, and I truly do think it is a concern, there's just story after story um, about the, the predator, not that we think a transgender, I mean, if we hear this said one more time, my head's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Nothing, we, we never said, oh, this is to keep the transgender from attacking a person. No, it's always been, why would you make it easier for the, the sexual predator? But, why is it that as a woman, just as a woman, can we not say, I don't want a man in the shower with me in, or the, the restroom or any intimate, intimate facility? Right. And it's kind of on us, you know, we do have that right to privacy to express that and not be a hater. Right. And, and that, that's, I mean, that was my whole thing was, okay, I, I mean, if I'm going to argue, if I'm, if I'm going to stand in front of people and argue for this bill, um, the last thing that I'm going to mention is the word predator, because really, um, I mean, yes, that matters. But if you want to get that bill, uh, if you want to turn the conversation around, let's talk about privacy, because everybody, I don't care what side you're on. Everybody wants a little bit of privacy when they're putting their clothes on, you know? You would think. You would think. I mean, I, I was in the military, okay? Um, there's a thing There's a thing going on right now where the military is trying to get, uh, basically teach the soldiers that um, you better get used to community bathrooms. I'm telling you, that is not a good thing because... The military soldier in basic training, okay, in basic training and all the training that they do, they've got one goal and one set of, uh, it's a one-track mind. And when you throw something in, you know, throw a wrench in there and say, okay, uh, I don't want you to think about this whenever this happens. You know, when you go into the restroom, when you go, uh, you should not care about who's next to you and, and who's showering next to you. And, beca- and trust me, I know the, what the showers look like in these barracks at the military, oh. <laughs> in the Army at least. And they're made, they were made back in 1960, okay? They're, they're old and they're community showers. And so um, I just couldn't imagine a, um, my supervisor, sergeant, um, drill sergeant even, telling me, um, this is how it's going to be now. Man, that'd, that'd be awkward, man, because hey, that, that's just a slippery slope. And I, and I, 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 I kind of align that with this bathroom bill, and it's a slippery well, slope. There, we were talking about, about two different cases or two different situations where you had young girls that had grown up with a neighborhood guy that was their friend, but as they got into high school and this has come about, he wanted to be showered. I believe he started, I guess, was identifying as a transgender, but he wanted to be able to shower in the same area with these girls, and when they refused, they actually were the ones that got in trouble, and their parents had to go to court over it. Um, oh I forget just the other day what the latest, but where they were going to make the, they offered a, uh, a private, you know, restroom, right. and decided that instead the child that doesn't want to go to the bathroom with a person of a different sex needs to be the one that put, can use that bathroom. Right. That's being fought in other states. And, I mean, the, the thing about it is, is that, you know, you can't, 
it is a very dangerous thing to be the break that um, these sounds are lost. And because then nobody questions, like what, what, what part of my testimony was in the Senate, nobody questions when a man goes into the Austin Public Library bathroom, no, no one questions that anymore. And of course he went in there to rape um, the eight-year-old little girl that was in there. And mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, he was caught right before he, he did so. But we break down and we become desensitized to a man walking into a woman's restroom or, or vice versa. And those are very dangerous um, things. Uh, you know, we hear there's just so many things that we've heard that we believe are the wrong argument and the wrong premise. Um, for instance, if the, if the other side is going to tell us that there are close to 60 different sexual identity definitions, um, then you don't even have to look. A man doesn't even have to look at the woman, or a woman doesn't have to look at the man. To be excused, then he can just claim he has one of those 60 different identities. And, you know, no one will question him walking into that restroom. And so these are just, you know, lines that we also hear a lot about, um, uh, you know, people don't understand what the problem is. They don't understand this has this been a problem. Well, what do you say? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, we just think that, you know, where have people been? Have you been asleep through the last? 10 years of religious liberty battles across the country where we see this agenda beginning to uh, attack business owners if they if they disagree. And we've seen this agenda, um, you know, we've seen courts begin to um, unravel definitions that should have been the job of the legislature or Congress. And, and um we have seen, even with this whole situation in Fort Worth, with the transgender guidelines, we saw that those guidelines did not just, the superintendent tried to unilaterally pass guidelines without school board approval or without parents' knowledge or anything. And those guidelines didn't just say that the opposite sex could share locker rooms and showers and bathrooms, but it also said that the employees of the district would undergo adverse employment action if they didn't go along with the new guidelines, and that their First Amendment speech and religious liberty rights would be basically threatened because they could no longer use the word boy and girl. They had to abandon all gender references. These are in the guidelines, but people can go and online and read them, um, the information about the student's gender expression on campus had to be withheld from the parents. No medical or mental health diagnosis would be required in order to have the student claim their identity and therefore have their full rights to the opposite sex walk around the bathroom. There, all of these things, you know, they're trying to get out uh, their findings were that these even violated Texas education code. So, well, and that's where we can see a problem, too. A lot of times you see these issues are not discussed. It simply gets drawn back to, you know, if we're asking for the Privacy Act, it's not about us wanting privacy, which we've said over and over. It's just kind of a common sense the way we've always lived. Biology wise, that is, biology is not bigoted. It is there. There is 
And the thing about that is at what point then do we as a society say, well, that is what he's identifying as, and therefore do we allow him to go into the first grade elementary school class, do we allow him to sign up in a private business, with a private business ballet or dance class, not have the right to refuse um, that he come and join that class? At what point does everybody's self-perception and subjective opinion um, Override public policy and a public standard. Right. Well, I do have a question. I do have a question. And this is, um, I know y'all have heard this before, but what do you say to the people that say, um, well, there's already laws in place to, to counter the uh, issues that you're talking about? What, what do you say to that? Well, once again, I bring up the example. Uh, and this is just one of many, many, many examples that you can find that have been listed out online and, and on several different websites. Um, violations and assault, um, whether it's physical assault, um, you know, all these different crimes that have been committed in public internet facilities. The problem is, yes, even though we have laws that deal with those issues, once again, the problem is that you are not uh, stopping the opposite sex from going into the restroom. So this is what happened, again, at the Austin Public Library. No one questioned a man going into the women's restroom. No one is questioning, hey, that, you know, that seems odd. Um, and when you break down this, this barrier, if you break down this boundary line, to where people don't even say it's odd anymore for a man to go into a woman's showering facility, a restroom facility, when, when we're just supposed to accept that as normal and not even question it. How many, the man already said, if he had had a few more minutes, he could have raped the girl three times. The eight-year-old girl, he could have raped her three times. Mm-hmm. And it only takes these predators literally seconds, within seconds he had her undressing the waist down. Right. And he's so law enforcement, and this has been printed in liberal newspapers like the African American Statesman and the Star Telegram. These have been printed, this this story alone, and, and there are many other stories that we can find, but this is just one of them, where he was, he was he just had a little bit, just a short amount more time. They, these predators can do, can, can assault their victims. It, it doesn't take much time at all, and we're not even... If we're going to break down the barriers and not even question people going in, how many girls, how many young girls who will not be able to defend themselves will be violated um, because we're not even questioning the things anymore? Yeah. And, you know, it, there's, there's two parts to that. One is, um, just again, from my, just trying to break it down to the most basic, why do we afford or open a door to make it easier for that to happen, you know, because let's face it, um, predators, that's by their very nature, look for uh, any advantage. But we just want to simply remove that whole piece. We're back to the privacy discussion again. We're back to why can't we express, why can't we say we do not want men in women's restrooms? I don't want young men having the opportunity, or women, young women, going into a young guy's locker room. This is the basic, just like you said, nuts and bolts of privacy. 
And why is it now looked at as, you know, we're crazy, discriminating um, monsters for simply expressing the fact that just how much more normal can it be? You're a woman, you go in a woman's restroom, you want privacy, period. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's two other quick responses I would give to that question that you asked, which is whether you say the people that um, say there's already, you know, laws on the books dealing with sexual assault, et cetera. There's two other aspects of that I would say, and one is we need to look at the fact that for a minute here because um, I, I, I really didn't mean to go in this deep, but it is an issue because, um, again, I, I watched you guys on the TV, and uh, <laughs> I think I think y'all made some really great points. And um, so I'm going to move forward now. What do y'all think about Greg Abbott and how he's doing right now? I know he's kind of, he kind of, and this is my own opinion, um, it seems like he really put his foot down right before the session, talking about uh, making a list, you know, that sort of thing. What do y'all think? Well, I think he, I think that the governor needs to be commended for taking a strong stand on these issues, um, you know, for our special session. And we do really appreciate the work that he is doing to bring these these. These 20 issues to the to the forefront. Um, we think that they're good for Texas. We think that they are they are strong conservative points. Um, 
you know, we can sit here and all day talk about, you know, what it could have, should have just during this general session. And we know that a lot of pundits are talking about that. You know, maybe you could have done more during the general session to kind of to be more outspoken, more be more forthright on these issues. Um, that's that's something that you know we can with the pundits all discuss. We we think that we and we think that he is going to um, hold a firm a firm place and moving these things forward. We'll just have to wait and see. I, we don't. <laughs>
if you do a simple search on Facebook for Lone Star Voice, you should land right on our page. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.